Welcome back, everybody, to season two of What We Talking About. And since we're in the middle of this epidemic here, I thought it would only be right that we start with how everybody's doing and just get some uh, clarity on where we are and what we are doing here. I have a very special guest with us today. I have with me the elegant, the talented, the educated, the epic, inspiring Dr. G Mamba. <laughs> How are we doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Great, great, great. I'm glad that you are here on the show. First of all, why don't you just give our listeners a little background of who you are and your platform? Okay, so I am Dr. Gertrude Thomas, um, also known as Dr. G. Um, I am a doctor of naturopathic medicine. Um, I know the people in LA and those places have probably heard of that. Some others, maybe not so much. Um, but um, I deal with everything from chronic diseases to mental emotional health. And so um, my passion is mental emotional health because that literally plays into um, so many different disease processes. So that's, that's where my passion lies. All right. So your platform, I, I noticed that uh, you have a group that I, I ran across actually on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you have a questionnaire or how, how does that work? Uh, my group on Facebook? Yes. Is, um, so my group on Facebook is Hold You, Dr. G. Uh, and basically, um, it's just where I share information. I have several different videos that I posted about different, you know, health topics. Um, and I'll just share like inspirational messages, information um, as it comes up, as it comes across uh, my uh my view um i'll share it um i've talked about coronavirus and i know that's a hot topic right now and so um that's just where i go to share information uh with people um or people that want to be connected with me i have a facebook page too um but the group is where most of the information is gonna go okay all right now you mentioned the coronavirus now i, I do not expect you to have all the answers so everybody listening this is, I am not by any means saying that this is the expert of all expert, but I am <laughs> saying that this is a perfect person to have a conversation with. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, how, how are you dealing with this whole sheltered in environment that we're in? Uh, so personally, I, I'm introverted. Um, and so I don't mind um, being in. Um, I actually am one of those people, I'm usually a homebody. Um, so it's not that bad. Um, but it's one of those things, uh, where when they tell you, you can't do something, you automatically want to do it. Um, so, so I want to go out and be out. Um, I do like getting out and like going to parks and stuff like that. So, you know, I'll just try to walk around and all that. But I think the most important thing for me and for anybody else, um, like, especially if you're not working is to make sure you're checking in with yourself. And saying, okay, how am I feeling today? Is being in the house, you know, a little too too much for me today? You know, have I done something that I enjoy today? Even if it's like coloring, um, a coloring book or something, you know, just making sure that you're checking in with yourself so that it's not becoming overwhelming. And avoiding the stuff on social media. Because there's a lot of stuff out there. 
Oh, man, yeah, it definitely is. And we're going to get into some of that. But I love the point that you just made. Uh, we spent so much time talking about how important it is to protect everybody else by the sheltered in, but nobody's really talking about checking in with themselves. So I love that point that you gave there. That that mental health mm-hmm. as well. So right. definitely, definitely like that. So, you know, I, I saw in the Facebook group when you, you know, when this was really gearing up, you were actually one of the first ones ahead of this about how we should act moving forward. Uh, just uh, tell me, um, why did you think that was so important so early on? And what are some of the steps that we need to be taking? Um, it's one of those things where you, you want to stay ahead of the curve um, with anything that you're doing. That's like for anybody. If you are in any kind of field and you see something rising up, you want to make sure that you are ahead of the curve. That's what helps you stand out. So that was important to me because it's like this is something that's happening now and I can see I, I guess you could say I had a little bit of foresight that this thing is going to go somewhere and I need to make sure that people know that um, I'm aware of it and that I care about what's going on um, and so that was why I jumped on it early because I was like okay this doesn't look like it's going to be a fly by night type of thing like I mean it's not just going to come and go so I need to go ahead and let my people know that, hey, I'm paying attention and you need to pay attention too. Um, so that was my uh, reasoning for going ahead and jumping on it. And I'm glad that I did um, because there were a lot of people that, you know, did find out about it or get information from me about it that were like, oh, wow. You know, and they weren't, it was kind of a thing where like, you know, everybody was kind of taking it lightly. And then yeah. it was like, oh, wow, no, this is something. And Dr. G talked about it. So um, it was, you know, a good move um, on that part because it helped prepare at least people that I know um, for what was coming. Um, So as far as some of the steps that you want to take, of course, you know, following the CDC guidelines, making sure you're social distancing if you're going to be out. Um, You know, if you're going to be out, making sure that you are protecting your airways. I know initially they were saying you know don't wear the mask or don't buy up the mask and I believe that was because we wanted to make sure healthcare professionals had them because people were going to the stores and like snatching them off the shelves and um, they're needed for the healthcare professionals but um, you know the recommendation now is if you are going to be um, around people making sure that you're protecting your airways um, by mask or um, you know some kind of covering making sure that you're not touching your face Um, If you are going to be out and touching things, wearing gloves is not going to be the best move because if you're wearing the gloves and touching multiple things, you're just passing around whatever you're touching. Um, So that's why we recommend instead doing hand sanitizing. And as soon as you're able to, washing your hands for at least 20 seconds to make sure that you're clearing your hands of anything you may have come in contact with. Um, Of course, if you are sick, contact your primary health care provider and um, stay away from other people. Um, The thing with the coronavirus right now is that you can be um, asymptomatic, meaning you don't have any symptoms and still passing it around. So that's why the whole sheltering in place and social distancing piece is so important because you could be walking around feeling fine and just passing it off to anybody. So, you know, you want to make sure that you are definitely doing that. Um, and then also just taking care of self, making sure that you are getting enough sleep. 
um, making sure that you are eating a well-balanced diet, making sure that you're getting in antioxidants to help your body to um, prepare for anything that it might encounter. Vitamin D is also very good. Low vitamin D is like, um, it's been connected to having um, increased risk of infection. So making sure that your vitamin D levels are good. Um, and just working on, again, stress. I talk about <laughs> stress and mental emotional health all the time because it plays a huge part on your body's response to anything that it encounters, including illnesses. So just making sure that you're staying well hydrated and doing all of those things that we know to do when we're talking about, you know, taking care of our bodies and boosting our immune system. Those are the things that are going to help. It's not a cure-all, but it'll definitely help. Well, I'll tell you this. I am definitely tuned in with Dr. G. I am a follower of the movement because she was on this before NBA games was canceled. There was still toilet paper on the shelves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody had mask on. Like she was on this early. And and to see where it's grown to, it was like, you know what? Maybe she knew what she was talking about. So I'm paying attention from here on out. If she tells me that you should only step with your left foot from now on, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm gonna so, uh, But you know, now, with the mask, because like you said, at first there, there was this stuff about not taking them away from the medical uh, uh, market, and then now everybody has these masks, and I see all these different type of masks. Now, right. people just put stuff over their face, cloths, t-shirts, uh, I've seen I've seen a tutorial on how you can use boxer briefs as a mask. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Bandanas. Is it is it okay just to cover up, or is is there certain things that is just being wasteful? Okay, so the thing with the mask is that you know the the N95 masks are going to be the best ones to use. Um, the surgical mask, the one that you see, um, the little blue ones most people wear, those are good too. Um, the thing is, is that some of the other cloth masks and stuff, they're not as effective as the other ones, but it's still a way to protect your airway. You're still giving a barrier. Um, you're reducing your likelihood of um, inhaling um, any respiratory droplets because that's what it is. Um, as respiratory illnesses and things, they're spread by the little droplets of water that come from us when we cough and when we sneeze and sometimes when we talk as well. So um, it's reducing that amount. It's at least putting up some barrier. And I think that is the, um, the idea behind using some of the cloth bandanas, using scarves and all that stuff is that you're at least giving yourself some kind of protection. You're just, you know, you're not out here just um, all the way open. Um, so that's the thought behind it. Now, I'm not saying that so that people can go continue to buy up all the N95s and the surgical masks and all that stuff, because, again, we want to preserve those for the people that are actually on the front lines. So for us that have a little less of a risk um, as far as contracting disease or coming in contact with people that have the disease, these other things are going to be more suitable because it's, it's at least giving you a barrier. Nice. Now, you, you spoke about those that are asymptomatic out here and not showing the symptoms, but still carrying and passing on the virus. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, there's a lot of information coming from a lot of different sources, and some of them have now started to conflict with each other. So it's, it's kind of hard to know what to really listen to. Like, I saw a report recently within the last uh, week that was saying that asystematic uh, carriers, even once they're healed, can retain the virus again. Uh, and so, is that is that something that's real? And and because from from the most parts, what we know from viruses is once you catch one strain, you can't catch it again. But is that is that a real thing that's out here now? So the thing with uh, that is that when you think about something like the flu, right? Every year, um, the flu is an issue. And I'm just using the flu as an example. They are not the same. So let me make that clarification. They're not the same. Uh, but, you know, it's something that comes every year. And there's different strands every year. Um, viruses are very smart, if you will. They, you know, they're not alive. But, if you, you know, that's the best way I know how to explain it. And so um, they evolve. They change. And things like that. So it is possible to be reintroduced to, a vir- to the virus, just a different strand of it. Um, and so you could have the possibility of having reinfection. Um, so the thing is, though, what happens is when you are introduced to it, it gives your body the opportunity to build up antibodies against it. So that's why they say, you know, you can't get the same strain twice because your body starts to build up immunity against that one. Um, but because viruses can kind of um, adapt, um, that's the that's the concern. Um, but again, like most people, uh, most healthy people, um, may go through it and not even realize they had it, or for them, it felt like the flu, um, or something, you know, not as serious. It can be very mild. Um, but you know, it, there is the possibility of reinfection. Um, and the, the conflicting evidence out now, um, going on right now is because we're still learning. Like there's so much more and like the information I'm giving you right now could change in 20 minutes because we're still learning it. It's still changing. It's a situation that we're still gaining knowledge from. So, um, you know, the best thing is to make sure that you are paying attention. Um, I like to make sure that I'm checking credible sources um, and not just, you know, uh, YouTubers. (laughs) Not to say that everybody on YouTube is bad because there are a lot of great people on YouTube with great information. But I do like to make sure I check my sources and look at the science behind what they're saying. Nice. Now, you spoke on the evolution of the virus. And now, you know, this might be a little bit of the conspiracy theorists in me maybe <laughs> but it's just some things that I've been paying attention to mm-hmm. and so sitting here when we were first introduced to this crisis there was a lack of representation of African Americans being affected by the disease mm-hmm. or by the virus now there seems to be a higher rate of deaths in the African American community through the virus. So we went from not being affected at all to all of a sudden being critical at a higher rate. And I'm trying to figure out how did that happen? Or, you know, what, what happened? Was it was it the evolution of it? Or was it just uh, uh, people ignoring? Or was it just the fact that they were more asystematic? Like, I don't know where to go from that. So um, with that, 
the virus when it first was introduced, um, it was mainly affecting people that were traveling, right? People were bringing it back from different places. Um, and once we realized, or that's, you know, that's how we learned about it. Um, once, you know, it got here and it started spreading from person to person, you got uh, what we call community spread where you, it no longer had to be somebody that was in direct contact with the source of it. But now it's enough people here to just pass around between each other. Um, and as it started to spread and it started to get into um, our communities, um, the thing that people do have to realize is that for one, um, you know, most um, African-American communities, um, there's a um, higher, number of chronic diseases um they're like hypertension diabetes um things like that which put you at more risk for complications from the virus um there's less access to health access to health care um there's you know less um, access to good food so you have like food deserts and you know there's just so much that adds on to it um, one thing that this virus has definitely done is um, it's highlighted the disparities in healthcare for African Americans versus other communities. And so that's the biggest thing. It's that our communities don't have enough resources to properly fight the virus. And we are more at risk because of the chronic diseases that we, um, that we are higher in. Like I said, um, hypertension, diabetes, and all of those things. Um, I've actually talked about um, hypertension and diabetes um, and how, um, uh, specifically hypertension, how it impacts the um, African-American community more than other communities. Um, so, and then a lot of our um, communities are in places that aren't um, environmentally healthy. Um, so we'll be, you know, near um, sewage plants or chemical plants and things like that, which pollute the air, which also can put us more at risk for um, chronic diseases. Okay. Okay. So, so I, I just kind of want to see if I'm following you here. So when, when we talk about COVID-19, mm -hmm. we're talking about how it was first introduced and because of the way it was introduced overseas and those that traveled to those places, uh, it didn't affect the African-American community as much because they were not the ones that were there or, or that, that were traveling in those nations. And then, so, so what actually ended up happening was more of the communal spread that affected African-American. And because of preconditions, whether that's living conditions, health conditions, those are the things that elevated the rate once it came to the community spread. Yeah, that's my theory. Okay. That's and that's what I'm here for. Yeah. I, 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 I am following what you say, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Okay. And, you know, and that leads to so many other things, you know, as, as far as, you know, the environments and, and, and the things that, that we're set in and then what things can we actually control? Uh, right. I think that's, you know, like, so, you know, I had, uh, I had went through a stretch in February where I decided to go meatless for a month just to see what it was like. Mm -hmm. uh, an experiment on myself. 
And I remember the first thing I was looking like, okay, well, where do I go? Right. What do I do? You know, uh, everything that surrounded me was not conducive to what I was trying to do. Right. And so I, I can see how those different things are, you know, or when you talk about, you know, gentrification or redlining and, and you know, we talk about respiratory and people that are in heavy smog areas and mm-hmm. freeways and cutting through their communities. And, and so all these things already play a factor. So it would seem to me uh, that you have to be very intentional mm-hmm. about being on the defense right. to make sure that, that you're taking care of yourself because you may already have elements that are already posed against you. Right. Yeah. When, right. when facing illness, like the, the best defense is the offense. You want to make sure that you are ahead of the game. Um, a lot of these things, like um, even like vitamin C, um, vitamin C is great for, you know, helping um, in situations like this. I just saw an article the other day talking about it. Um, but a lot of times vitamin C helps more so when you started ahead of, ahead of time, like taking a regular dose of vitamin C. Right. Okay. So not, not waiting until you're sick, but right. that, that as a part of your regular part of your diet will help you from becoming sick. Yeah, it definitely helps. Okay. Okay. And that's one of the things that like, I, I, I look at too, because I don't know what to trust out here. Like in my limited time here, I've seen some things change and I've seen some things that were ahead of me. You know, like I try to, you know, make sure I have my fruits and vegetables. Right. My diet. However, I've noticed something that seems to keep growing that was limited before, but it's now seems to be massive. So for instance, I've always seen the seedless watermelon. I've always seen uh, the option of seedless grapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I see more of those in than the seed in. And then I've never seen a banana seed, although I hear bananas have seeds in them. Mm-hmm. And and another thing you were talking about vitamin C, oranges. Mm-hmm. Growing up as a kid, I remember spitting out the seeds. Now when I buy oranges, there's no seeds in them. And so I'm wondering what is going on with the with the foods that I'm buying, and is this even real? Um, so one of the things is that you know, as we know, a lot of our foods are genetically modified. Um, the so it is real; it's just been altered. Um, so that's the thing. Um, the things that we ate as kids um, or even the things that our grandparents had, right? Like, so our grandparents could get an orange and have way more vitamin C in what they ate than what we would get now or what even what we had as children because um, of how the environment has changed and soil is depleted and all of those things. And so, um, you know, we introduced genetically modified foods to try to enhance foods. Um, and then people, you know, they start modifying it for things like seedlessness because spitting out seeds is annoying, right? So, you know, you see a lot more of those. Um, and so even though we are trying to eat healthy and do all those things, we also want to make sure that um, on some levels, we still may need to supplement. 
um, because we're not getting the same amount of nutrients that our grandparents got because times are different. The soil is different. You know, things are just different. So it's important that, you know, you it is important to eat healthy, but also making sure that you are still, you know, supplementing because it's necessary in these days. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I don't mean to put you on the spot with this. Oh. Uh, most people <laughs> in um, in the field that you practice in, I have asked this question and I have not got a response back. So that is oh, no. OK. That's OK. <laughs> I know this, but it is a question that I have because you, you know, like I like you had mentioned earlier, you know, there's a lot of information out there. You have YouTubers and then you have uh, credible sources. You have things that are reported, things that are not reported as much. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, you know, we both know uh, the incredible Hada- uh, Dr. Hadia Nicole Green. Yes. And, and, you know, and I want to bring on a platform. I'm going to wait till we get to the, the new platform where, where the larger audience can hear um, what she has going on because she has a brilliant study that I don't understand why she's not the most in, uh, famous person in the world right now. It's called, uh, I believe it. <laughs> uh, but I've been a supporter and been behind her for a long time. And for any of you that have any ill will, just know that the secret has been spread amongst enough of us that we will never be in the same place at the same time so you'll never be able to get rid of the work that she's done i'm just going to say that now so don't even try <laughs> uh, but in that same lane uh i've heard a lot of research of you talk about taking supplements of this one supplement especially in our community which is black seed oil mm. and i know a lot of research even though it is on the market is heavily obtain easily obtainable easily obtainable but i don't see a lot of medical research or support behind it even though there doesn't seem to be any negative effects or any reports of it have you heard anything about this um so i have heard of black seed oil um a lot of the things that i have seen has not been um medical research um it can be difficult sometimes to do um, some of the studies that have been done um, on different supplements, supplements, herbs, and things like that, because um, those things can affect different people differently. So the outcomes can vary. Um, So that can be a reason why there's not a lot of medical research. Um, But I've seen a lot of people from an Ayurveda um, standpoint, like um, traditional Indian medicine, things like that, talk about it and talk about the benefits of it. Um, so, yeah, I haven't really seen a lot of medical research. A lot of it has been like, you know, posts from different people or, you know, little snippets from um, websites and, you know, people that deal with Ayurveda talking about it. Uh, so I just think it's just one of those things that it hasn't been fully um like they maybe they haven't found a way to really test it out to see what the effects are. Uh, I feel like with all of the claims that are um, up for this particular supplement, like it would take a lot of research and a lot of time to figure out if all of it was true. Yeah, you know, and you know, and I'm not, you know, trying to, you know, walk the Dr. Sevy road right now, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it just makes me wonder because that was the same thing that, you know, and this is not a, a new product, but that's the same thing that I came across. It's like, you have these testimonials 
but you don't have the medical research. And I'm just wondering what is keeping the medical field away from this? Uh, very similar to, you know, like, like when I spoke with, uh, you know, Dr. Hadida Cole Green, like the fact that there's not more support around her laser studies. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, I just kind of wonder, like, is it really about money like is it is that what it is because that's what it points to it seems like you have these large industries that are that are possibly blocking yeah. but if you have something that seems to be a help of people mm-hmm. you know why why would it not have that presence of or backing from the medical field um okay and i'm not asking the answer <laughs> on the back medical yeah field. um let's say if I think it's a thing where um, a lot of um, a lot of these things we want to have um, scientific evidence um, that says this works. And by scientific evidence, I mean we want the case studies, we want the controlled trials, we want those things to say that it works. Um, in the past, you know. Um, for generations and centuries, people went by word of mouth or what was written down, right? So if this person said, hey, we discovered that vitamin C helps with allergies because I gave 20 different patients this vitamin C and they had allergies and it helped them. Then the next one says, okay, well, let me try it. And then we, from that notice, oh, okay, vitamin C helps with allergies, but they didn't study how or why. Um, and then uh, modern medicine says okay how or why does it help and so they dive into that and so sometimes in doing the research we can't always pinpoint how or why it does what it does and so then it becomes a question of is it really doing what we're saying it's doing or is it you know or is it something else and so I think um, just having the inability to really dive deep on some of those things or pinpoint exactly what's doing it or not having those randomized um, controlled studies uh, for these things is what's preventing a lot of people from just jumping all the way out there in it. Um, even if it's something that, um, you know, people, like I said, that are in India are saying, like, we've done this for hundreds of years and it's great, it helps. It's like, okay, but how or why does it help? And where's the actual um, trials, the clinical trials that says it works? Now, that's a very interesting dynamic that you bring up because I hadn't, hadn't thought of it in that frame, but I understand uh, because, you know, like the first rule of science is that it's ever changing. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that, okay, this is proven until it's unproven. And so because they don't have an answer for why it may work, you know, kind of tends to lean on the fact that, well, maybe it's a placebo. Yeah. You know, or you know, because because you can't explain it, and uh, right. it's, it's funny because uh, I have talked to, or I've researched uh, some scientists and like their findings on things, like, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I've seen them go so deep, and it's like the ones that get quote unquote to the top of the mountain and figure out that they can't explain it, then tend toward to lean towards religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. at that point because once you get to a point where you just can't explain things anymore 
what do you do? You know, and so right. I, I can kind of see that now. What you know, that makes a lot of sense and clarity for me. Uh, that how you how you frame that, like if you can't show what it's doing and why it's doing, even though you may have results, right? Because you can't explain it. That's mm-hmm. the reason why it can't be whether it's FDA or CDA like, approved because it doesn't it doesn't have an explanation. Right. They oh, have to be able to explain it. Because if right. they have, because they have to know what it does, so they can know how it affects people. Because yeah, their research is very meticulous, so they have to have that information. Okay, that's beautiful. That's that's I, that actually uh, I think can set some things with ease. I know a lot of people when it comes to this topic, uh, a lot of frustration comes out, you know, from people about you know why things are being done and and whatnot. But if it had a negative effect. You would want to have an explanation, so right. understood, understood. And so you know, and I, you know, I know, you know, you uh, amongst your studies and getting to this level that you're that you're in, that you're not only just about books and in this here. You are actually uh, one of the hugest sports fans that I have uh, come across. <laughs> How, how are you dealing with the sports world? And do you think uh, all this is necessary or will we be brought back in? Or, or how, how do you think this is, how you think this is going to shape up? Um, so I'm going to say something. <laughs> I don't want to scare anyone, but I am concerned that football season will be lessened um, behind this. If we have a football season, it's going to be shorter. That's what I, that, that's my concern right now. Um, so I don't want to scare anybody. Please, sports fans, don't attack me. I, I'm fully looking forward to this year as well because I, the past few years, I've been in med school. I've been studying for boards. So I have not been able to really enjoy. So this year was going to be my, my year to really enjoy sports. And so <laughs> I'm very upset right now that I don't get to enjoy these sports. Um, you know, this year got hit pretty hard with, you know, the loss of my favorite. And so that hit me like really hard. And then now it's like, oh, I don't even get to watch anybody else. So it is, which I do get it. I understand because of social distancing, we would have, we would run the risk of everybody being sick or, you know, more people being sick. Um, so I get why it's necessary, but it absolutely sucks as a sports fan to think that if we don't get it together, I might not get to see football. Like this is not okay with me. Oh, yeah. And it's it's hitting everything, you know. So from you know, you would think something like golf that has limited fans, you know, yeah. even things like that has been canceled and and yeah. the biggest event of all, the Olympics, has now been yeah. postponed for for a year. So I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely, definitely really, and that's, that was one of the things that made me stand up and start paying attention more when I started seeing what seemed like an overreaction by these sports agencies and billionaires while we at home were not at the level that we were at, but they were already responding at this level. It's like, okay, wait a minute, maybe I need to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Let me go back and watch this video of Dr. G again, because something, something's going on. Right. stronger than uh than i expected so uh that was one of the reasons why i wanted to make sure that we definitely uh got you on the show to to speak to our listeners uh 
just to to give some perspective, uh, and I know we're in the midst right now where we don't know what's happening, we don't know what's next. Uh, they continue to to stretch it, you know, week by week. Although some of the larger number, larger agencies have already gone months out, so we kind of seem like we're going to be sitting here for a moment. So you talk a lot about, you know, uh, self help. Uh, and checking in on yourself and mental. So, what what are some of the things that that you recommend people do uh, to keep themselves entertained, keep themselves healthy, and just find uh, positivity through this time? Um. So i I giggle a lot with my friends. That's one of my outlets. Um. I love to laugh. I love you know conversation. For me, um, my main love language is quality time. So even though I'm an introvert, uh, quality time is like huge to me. So that's one of the reasons why this is like, but I want to see my friends, you know, <laughs> but I can't. Uh, but I, so I spend time, you know, doing video chats with my friends. Um, you know, I'll go on Facebook. Um, <laughs> if you pay attention to my personal page, you know, I've done like a whole lot of those little quizzes just for giggles. Um <laughs> because it's entertainment for me. I also love music a lot. So I will take time and have many concerts for myself. Um, if you are a person that's artistic, doing something like coloring or painting or drawing, um, any of those types of things, um, you can read books. For those of us that you know are able to spend the time um, and do those things, because I do realize there are people that are working and that are unable to, you know, really dive into some of those other things. Um, you know, taking time to read a new book, to learn a new language, to um, watch movies that you might have missed or wanted to see. Go back and revisit an old show that you like. Um, if you're not able to go outside and walk around, I know some places like Atlanta um, is allowing people to, you know, get out and exercise. Um, you know, at least opening your window and getting some vitamin D in, um, creating or, um, you know, using YouTube to create a, um, at home workout routine, um, working out actually helps release endorphins, which are like happy chemicals in the body. So it tends to put you in a better mood. Um, just, you know, anything that you find that makes you happy. Um, in moderation. I'm not saying like if you find drinking wine or tequila, you know, makes you happy. I'm not saying go out here and get drunk every day. Be, be wise in what you're doing. <laughs> but, you know, making sure that you are paying attention. And for some of us, this is really a time to tap back into ourselves and say, what do I like doing? Because we've got so caught up in the mundane things in life that we forgot who we were. And we forgot what it is that we like. So some of us may have been really into writing at one point and we lost that passion because we had to do everything else. So this might be a time to tap back into that. You know, you might create a whole book that becomes a bestseller just because you decided to tap back into that passion of yours. Um, if you're a singer, uh, you know, you can release music videos. There's um, TikTok. People are doing videos on there all the time. Like whatever it is that you find that you enjoy make sure that you're tapping into that and I really just encourage people at least once a day to do something that you enjoy um, and to reach out to people there's a million ways to connect with people in other countries they've had concerts on their balconies <laughs> um, you know there's on Instagram DJ D nice uh, 
one of the things my friends and I do um, is one of us, if one of us catches when he's on, we'll message the other ones and we'll say, hey, we're going to a club quarantine. Are you coming? <laughs> you know, so it's one of those things. A lot of these celebrities are making opportunities for us to connect with each other, even while being um, sheltered in. So making sure that you're finding out what works for you and doing that is most important. I love that you said that, you know, getting back to certain things that you have passion for, things that, that you wanted to do that, you know, your 40 hour work week may not allow for you to do or just kind of forgot about yeah. really tapping back into yourself and, you know, getting creative, you know, uh, being a believer of a creator. It is our job to be like the creator, which means we're supposed to create. Right. And so being, you know, so yes, I, I love that aspect. And, and to, just to remember that we're in an age right now where everybody, everybody is sitting down. So you may not know who might, who might catch your TikTok because just like you said, you know, you're spending way more time doing those quizzes and, and things. Right. You know, Jay-Z and Beyonce are, are locked up as well. And so they might be just searching YouTube and catch your video. Like, you never know. Exactly. You know, they ain't got nothing else to do either. So, you know, for but yeah, like that writing and, and just trying things that you might want to learn a new language. Like you said, like all the stuff like, you know, uh, business ideas, be building those those ideals out right now. Because, uh, right. you know, people are looking for whatever they can. And and this is your opportunity to put time towards things. So, yeah, I would say um, uh, the, the artist T-Pain. Um, I was watching one of his live videos one day and realized he's been making beats on his lives. Um, and he posts them, I believe, on TikTok. And he's telling people, I'm not sure if he's still doing it, but when I saw it last week, this is what he was doing. He was telling people, go and make a reaction video to my TikTok. Like, make up a song, record it over my beat, send it back to me, and the best beat gets to, the person with the best song gets to keep the beat. So you automatically have a song produced by T-Pain. That's amazing. So just pay attention to what's out there. You can be discovered. Absolutely. You know, I think this has been a, like, you know, I, I love leaving on a high note. This has been a great conversation. Uh, just getting some clarity on some things, where we're at and where we can go, what we can do. I thank you so much, Dr. G, for your time. Thank you for and having me. Oh, absolutely. You are welcome back anytime else. If, if you want to speak about anything else, uh, you know, we have, uh, we talk, we talk about, on uh, what we talk about, we talk about everything, you know, so any different topics, uh, you know, we got our, our episode of Kobe versus LeBron versus MJ coming up. Oh, man. <laughs> So that will be put to rest after this conversation. Oh, I'm we got in for that. Coming in. So, <laughs> but yeah, so we had a lot of fun. Uh, but thank you, thank you for just giving us your brilliance. You know, uh, you know, to be able to say that we have a doctor on the show who actually spoke to us. Uh, a lot of people don't have access to that. So I thank you for giving your, your time. Thank you for being who you are. And for all my listeners, this is season two. So you should already have all of our contact information. Uh, Dr. G, if you want to leave any information for them, this is your time to speak to the audience and I'll give it over to you. 
Okay. So, um, again, you guys can find me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Whole You With G. I have a Facebook group, Whole You With Dr. G. Um, I do have a YouTube page. I believe that one is also Whole You With Dr. G. Um, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. My email address is wholeyouwithg at gmail.com or drg at wholeyouwithg.com. All right, everybody, you heard it here first. Make sure you get connected, stay in tune, be positive, create, do all the things that you've always wanted to do. That inner child of you should be grown today and prospering. Don't let this time be a time of negativity. Allow this time to be a time of productivity. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next time and let you everybody know what we're talking about. Tell a friend, let a friend tell a friend. And we'll